Malaria cases rose in 2020, in part due to the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on countries' health systems. There were over 240 million cases in 87 countries, the majority of which were in the global south. Take a listen to MMV's Dr. Christina Donini, Senior Director of Translational Medicine, and Dr. Hanu Ramachandruni, Senior Director of Technical Product Development, as they explain how they develop medicines adapted both to the populations they treat and the regions in which they are deployed. Christina, as an expert in drug development, what are the various complexities that must be managed so that the anti-malarials developed by MMV are appropriate for the patients they are meant to treat? To discuss about complexities in malaria, we need to think where and whom the disease hits. So in 2020, we had 241 million cases of malaria worldwide, with 95% of those cases being in the African region. So we're talking about low, middle income countries, and therefore the medicines need to be affordable. Then they need to be stable in those particular climates and temperatures. So we're talking about hot and very humid environments. And the dosing regimen also should be simple. This would reduce the burden on an already strained health systems in this country. And it would also increase the patient compliance. And then last but not least, the who. So who are we targeting when we're talking about malaria? Children and pregnant women are the most vulnerable population. And so medicine must be safe in these populations. Hanu and Christina, how does MMV's R&D team manage these various complexities? So at MMV, we work with a number of partners both the generic and innovative pharma companies and that we work with very closely, universities, academic institutes, and discovery groups. And one of our things that we pay most attention to while working with these partners is to make sure that the drugs that we are developing are efficacious in these vulnerable populations that Christina mentioned, and also to make sure that the drugs that we are developing are effective and affordable. So we look at, for example, manufacturing low-cost settings for many of these drug substances and drug products. We work with a number of partners in Africa and Asia to manufacture these drugs. We also make sure, as Krishna mentioned, that these drugs have stable packaging, that they can withstand the hot and humid climates that they are uh, distributed in. And we want to make sure that we don't need a cold chain distribution system, for instance, that might increase the cost of some of these drugs that we are developing. We also formulate the drugs that meet the needs of children and pregnant women, for instance, to address the safety and ensure the efficacy of these drugs. For example, in preclinical development, we you know, test for juvenile and reprotox for all these drugs to make sure that we bring the best candidates forward for late stage development. And we also test these drugs in children, sometimes as low as six months of age both in phase two and phase three clinical trials to make sure that these representative populations are included in our clinical studies. We conduct these studies in countries where the burden is high so that we generate the data in these populations and in various ages as appropriate. 
And if I can add on along the lines of Hannah's comments, in, if you think about pregnant women, in 2020 alone, we had a staggering 11.6 million pregnancy in sub-Saharan Africa that were exposed to malaria. And when women, pregnant women, are infected with malaria, they are at risk of material anemia, miscarriage, premature delivery, and low birth weight of those babies. So in 2020, again, we had 819,000 babies that were born with low birth weight, which eventually could lead long-term development outcomes. And we know that there is a gap in the availability of antimalarial medicine for this particular population. In MMV, we have started what we call MIMBA strategy. MIMBA stands for Malaria in Mothers and Babies, and it's a cross-organizational strategy that aims to fill this gap. We want to eliminate gender bias in biases in malaria clinical research. The other thing that we mention as one of the complexities, dosing regimen and compliance. By dosing regimen, we mean current anti-malaria have to be given for several days to patients, which lead to sometimes low patient compliance and difficulties in adherence. We need simplified and shortened um, regimen for tackle this disease. And what we have at MMV is a tool such as, for example, MMV Solar, that allow us to perform prediction in terms of what is the human exposure, what is the dose, for anti-malarial compounds using the data that we have at early stage, supraclinical data. So we have set criteria in terms of a specific dose and efficacy for our clinical candidates, and we aim to screen as early as possible all the compounds that comes into the pipeline to allow us to have, at the end of the day, a simpler and a shortened treatment for both adults and children, which will allow us to have a better adherence and compliance and less burden, as I said before, on the health systems. That's quite interesting. How else does MMV's R&D team manage these various complexities? One of the things that we mentioned earlier is the affordability of many of these drugs and you know, some of the difficulties in supplying these drugs in hot and humid climates in Africa. And something that we work on with many of our generic and innovative pharma partners is to develop low-cost formulations with the right package presentations that are best suited for distribution in these climates. And in order to do that, we do an extensive package development to look at the stability of these drugs in these conditions and make sure that the packages that we develop are appropriate and do not require refrigeration or cold chain uh, distribution. And we work very closely with our pharma partners in developing these formulation and packaging solutions and that not only are stable in these climates, but also are appropriate for administration, especially in pediatric population where they cannot swallow large hard tablets. We expect them to be taste mass disposable formulation that can easily be administered to children as low as three to six months of age. We do that by having collaborative project teams on every product that we are co-developing with our pharma partners. What, in your opinion, are the current significant advances in tailoring anti-malarial medicines to geographical contexts and patient needs? One of the things that we are currently working on at MMV actively is to actually develop long-acting injectables that can improve compliance to some of these drugs. As you know, Many of the drugs out there, antimalarials, require are multiple dose regimens, and the compliance tend to usually fall off as patients get better during recovery. 
uh, and this could sometimes lead to resistance. So one of the things that we are currently working on is the long-acting injectables for prevention of malaria during the rainy season in children in sub-Saharan Africa, which we call seasonal malaria chemo prevention. Currently, children in these areas take oral drugs to prevent getting malaria, and they have to take monthly medicines for the prevention. And this actually poses a burden on the healthcare workers and national healthcare agencies to distribute these drugs on a monthly basis. And what we are trying to do is to actually simplify the dosing regimen by developing drugs that can be administered just at the beginning of the season and where the children are protected during the entire rainy season. These are going to be long-acting injectables that can be distributed without a cold chain requirement, like vaccines, for example, and therefore can be more affordable than vaccines, hopefully, in the future. So we are very excited about the promise that this technology holds. It's already there for HIV PrEP that some companies are working on, and malaria is an obvious choice to um, develop these long-acting injectables. Another significant advance in tailoring anti-malarial medicines that we have seen at MMV is to think about the patient needs first. And if you think about the target populations that we are aiming to, children is one of them. And usually child-friendly formulation or pediatric formulation comes after registration. This is a standard practice. For malaria, yet we need to think about them way before. And lately, what we've done is that we had a children-friendly formulation as early as first in human trials. And we're going to continue to do that so that when we have to start preparing a final formulation or a formulation for phase two or phase three, we already have something that we can use and we can accelerate the drug, the drug production. What are your hopes for the future in line with tailoring medicines to endemic countries? <laughs> That's a great question. I think we need an armamentarium of tools. We have seen it over the years. It's not going to be just one bullet that will kill this disease. So we need a lot of tools. We need uh, innovative and affordable medicine. We need vector control. We need diagnostics, which health workers and caregivers and the community in those endemic countries will have at hands and they will be able to pick and choose and treat and protect adults children and pregnant women. And I believe that only having this armamentarium ready to use on the shelf where the practitioner can, can choose according to the needs, only then, then we will be close to reaching malaria elimination and eradication. I echo Christina's sentiment on this um, and I agree with her completely. I think we have very effective drugs in the market currently and we just need to expand uh, the access to these medicines in the areas where they are needed most, especially for malaria prevention tools. For example, I mentioned before seasonal malaria chemo prevention, which has been a very effective tool in sub-Saharan Africa in preventing malaria, and it has had the best success ever in 2019, despite the pandemic, and we need to continue those efforts to expand the availability of these SMC tools in more countries. We also need you know, new and effective and affordable treatment and preventive medicines to go hand in hand with other malaria vector control tools that can protect uh, all populations and uh, eradicate malaria in the near future.